Hi, this is the African Train Tour Tales with me, Maureen Kahehu. And on today's segment of the African Train Tour Tales, we go down to Rwanda. Today we learn about the role the church played in the Rwandan genocide. This is a story we are familiar with. The great tension between the Hutus and Tutsi was not just political. It was also fueled by the rift within the religious communities. Some religious leaders were in support of the reforms, majority of whom were Tutsi, while the conservatives, allied to the government of the day, did not see a need to have any reforms. The clergy played different roles during the genocide. Some of them supported the interim government that was supporting the genocide, while others, at the risk of losing their lives, protected as many Rwandan nationals as they could. One Catholic priest, Athanasa, was convicted in 2008 for crimes against humanity. He provided the key and allowed over 1,000 Tutsi refugees hiding in his church to be killed. In November 20, 2016, the Catholic Church in Rwanda released a statement signed by nine bishops apologizing for the role of its members in the genocide of 1994. Did you know that the Tutsi were perceived to be closer in appearance to the Europeans due to their light skin and tall, elegant features? It was argued that the Tutsi were probably a pastoralistic Hamitic group from either Somalia or Ethiopia, who had conquered the inferior local populations and brought about civilization. It is hypothesized that they are not African, but are from the Middle East or perhaps a lost tribe of Israel. It is this perception that brought about the great rift between the Hutu and Tutsis. Hutus were short, stocky, and dark-skinned, and were perceived as the inferior community, despite being the majority of the Rwandan ethnic communities. The Belgian administration fronted the Tutsi as a superior race, and both the Catholic and Protestants agreed with this perception and viewed the Tutsi as natural-born chiefs who are an intellectually and morally superior race. Tutsi had to be given priority in education and employment within the church sphere so that the church could increase its control over the future elite of the country. However, Protestants' mission to expand its teaching to the Tutsi was disrupted during World War I and this paved way for a few marginalized Hutus to receive formal education and they discovered an avenue for enlightenment and advancement. This education gave rise to an elite class among the oppressed. Thanks to World War I, the Hutus got a deserved break which tilted the skills in their favor. The strategy of segregation used by the clergy and Belgian administrators caused a lot of conflict which led to civil wars. In the 50s, the Belgian political reforms threatened the position of the Tutsi oligarchy and provided autonomous political space for the Hutus, which challenged the privileged position of the Tutsis and in turn escalated political violence between the two ethnic communities. 
Hutus went ahead to start a social movement which challenged the status quo and demanded for abolition of class privileges, access to all jobs, schooling for all classes, and freedom of expression. With tables turning faster than anticipated, the clergy and Belgian administrators switched their allegiance from Tutsi minority to the Hutu majority. The division upheld by these two organizations produced much bitterness that fueled the growth of the Hutu revolution whose ideology pictures the Hutu peasantry as a subordinate and exploited class that had to rise against its Tutsi masters and against all Tutsi to attain liberation. In the 60s, many Tutsis were killed while others fled to neighboring countries as refugees and Rwanda became a Hutu nation and Tutsi were marginalized and excluded from key positions and it went downhill from here and became worse after President Habimaya Mirana plane was shot down in April 6, 1994. In brief, the church involvement in the ethnicity of Rwanda was mostly negative. The policy of the church during colonial times was the same as that of the colonial government, the divide and rule principle. To learn more about this part of Rwandan history, you can visit the Kigali Genocide Memorial, a place of remembrance and learning. Here, over a quarter million victims were buried. If you're lucky to visit in April, you can join the people of Rwanda in lighting the remembrance flame, take a walk and hold vigil in honor of the victims of the genocide. The memorial runs educational programs on site and across communities to ensure a prosperous and peaceful Rwanda. Thank you for listening to the African Train Tour Tales. This was the African Rhythm.